that's how I feel when Only person who can stop you is the man in the mirror When you look down at your wrists and you see money When you look at your shoes and you see money When that scarf on your neck means money Burberry scars, shrimp and perry on Living like a comet, moving amongst the stars $100,000 sports cars, soap massage, menage a trois Yes, I've been a boss Burberry scars, shrimp and perry on Living like a comet, moving amongst the stars $100,000 sports cars, soap massage, menage a trois Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Island of Relevancy. Welcome back to the Bloodline Network, and welcome to Top Rope Wrestling Talk. That's right, Kof. We live, baby. And as usual, it's me. It's me, not DDP, but the greatest prediction champ in podcast history. I am your producer, your soundboard, by God extraordinaire. I kind of felt bad saying that after this week, but I'm going to say it anyway. The jack of all trades, the master of absolutely none. The one, the only, the notorious D-O-L. Let's fucking go. And of course, since Bruce got caught up in some crazy work hours and could not keep his eyes open, joining me as always is the first lady of Top Rope Wrestling Talk. She is the whole ass vibe. The ninth wonder of the podcasting world because we don't treat her like a woman and at least this motherfucker tries hard not to treat her like a man. She is everyone's favorite, the incredible, the incomparable, Latina Heat, Grandma Wendy! Viva la raza! If you're not cheating, you're not trying. We lie, we cheat, we steal. We lie, we cheat, we steal. Mamacita, we... Hey! I, I need that on a shirt. I gotta make that. With the... Mm. <laughs> And joining us again is a very special guest, an honorary member of Top Rope Wrestling Talk, the other half of the Impact Players of Podcasting, with Grandma being the honorary Dawn Marie of the night. <laughs> he is the ho- uh, one of the hosts of the Circle of Debate. He is the host of Raw Dogging It with De Niro, which you might have saw Monday, right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Right here. And of course... He is the host of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, which you can now find exclusively on iHeartRadio. He is the one, the only, the lyrically gifted, money-making man himself, De Niro. (laughs) 
niggas acting tough in the hood. Till the wolves call. Bitches let a drink in the club. Till the wolves call. Surrounded by the sheep in the street. Till the wolves call. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done. Go fuck with De Niro, I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy, I was born in the darkness Oh, you the wolf, so we pull up and you're harmless So pray to Oliver, Don Dada, the top shotter The top spot, final boss you cross, that's when you ride stop Bossy yacht with that white chalk Trigger finger streets, i leave your brains on the sidewalk I'd have played that whole song if I could <laughs> I appreciate you, man, that was a hell of an intro Gosh, I did not deserve that, thank you so much Right. And big shout out to Of course you did, my man. You're always welcome and you're always deserving, my man, every Thank time. And good evening, streets. Killing streets. it over there on Roto Slappers right here. Good Kof, like I said, my favorite pod podcast intro song. <laughs> it's a damn good track. Shout out to Shells. I gotta let and, oh my man G. What mm -hmm. is up? Congratulations on the director's cut debut. That was beautiful. That was also here. Yeah. You need to go back and watch that at some point. Not right now, but at some point. <laughs> After this. <laughs> Coach sang along in the chat. Yes, I've been a ball. <laughs> we do the same damn thing while that shit is playing, Coach. Always, no always. Lie. No lie. Yep, 173 and 0. Game, Goldberg and Jaden got shit on me, man. <laughs> Awesome shirt, De Niro. Yeah, we didn't plan it, but I got Thank like you. the Eddie. He's rocking the the LWO, and I'm the honestly, one asshole. Honestly, I just got in, and this package just came in too. <laughs> so well, that's a nice fresh. surprise. The fucking stickers probably still on this. That's a nice surprise. Oh, shout yeah. out to the chef too. I can't go. I can't go any further with a the chef. <laughs> what is up, bro? Yes, the time traveler himself. We're going to be doing some time traveling. That 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 part is fact too, Kofi. But before we do, I, as you see, De Niro rocking the new LWO shirt. They broke out just before Backlash, and that's where we're going to start this whole shindig There's before one. we get to the main event. We're going to open the card and jerk the curtain with our thoughts. Our feelings, our opinions, our ratings of backlash. I don't care if you want to do letter grades, if you want to do stars, have fun with it. And you know what? I want to hear grandma first. I'm gonna to try to be I'm gonna to try to treat her like a lady and let her go first. <laughs> oh shit. Um she's like, I'm eating, fuck you. Candy <laughs> out. Um <laughs> sorry, grandma. I had a fun time. I thought it was a pretty good show. Um not trying to get caught up in the moment kind of thing, but overall, I enjoyed it. I definitely would give it at least like a a high C, low B, because there was, you know, that Omos match. I didn't really care much for it, but it wasn't like the worst of the worst of matches, hmm. like in the history of matches. And I didn't really care much for the U.S. title match, but again, not the worst of the worst of the worst. I still got into it, so it wasn't too bad, you know. Overall, though, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was good. Definitely loved the... Uh, the women's matches, those were incredible to watch. Um, that Cody versus Brock, I ain't even mad at it. Like, that was pretty damn good, too. Um, and Natch, I fucking love that Bad Bunny fucking Damian Priest match. That shit was wild. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Overall, I had a good time. Cool. Cool. Mm -hmm. De Niro, mm -hmm. speak on this for me, homeboy. <laughs> this is the greatest show I've ever seen. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, they did have the greatest wrestling match at a backlash. They did, right, a couple years back. No, this was definitely a really fun show. Um, Not often does the WWE go to Puerto Rico. So being Puerto Rican, it's really cool to see that. I hope that they do make it a a regular spot that they go touring on because that crowd was amazing the whole night. Like, Mm -hmm. I put it, the crowd was very into every little thing that happened. Even the Omaha-Seth Rollins match, they were going for every little move. I, I think that the show overall went up a notch, like in the, my rankings, just because of the crowd. Um, yeah, I think that overall great show really loved everything on it. Um, especially the, the, uh, bad bunny and Damian priest match. Really cool to see Savio Vega. I, I said on the circle debate, I might've been the only kid in school who liked Savio Vega because he was Puerto Rican, just like me. You know what I mean? Everyone else was like Savio Vega. When you got stone cold, the rock, this guy, that guy, DX, like Savio Vega. I'm like, Oh yeah. Los Boricos was my shit. Anyway, I, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I thought overall it was a really good show. And yeah, the biggest takeaway was I hope they go back to Puerto Rico. Cause that crowd was hot. Yeah. Yeah. They really were. I mean, okay. I, I I loved I, I loved the the entire night. Like it didn't have a bad match. Like even though I didn't give negative two shits about Omos and Seth Rollins, and neither did WWE because they didn't even put a story to it. They're just like, yeah, this is happening. We'll keep it together. Separated. I enjoyed the match for what it. Whoa! Wait a minute. Oh. I don't know what happened there. I thought Brucey was hacking us. <laughs> Brucey haunting us, man. I'm like, oh shit, Bruce is jumping in. No, <laughs> never mind, y'all. I should need money in the bank right now. <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed I definitely enjoyed Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Oh my god, they tore the house down. And er, watching Bad Bunny walk out, I think I said it on the uh, watch along was like. I, I could hear Mick Foley in my head doing the 20-year one-man show after Hell in a Cell. Like, he came out in the most uncharismatic color of all time. Bro, that dude brown? <laughs> brown. <laughs> yeah. But he made that shit work. Like, people loved it. They went to war. It, it, he was paying tribute to New Jack with the trash, with the with the shopping cart full of shit. And, and Bro, the audience? Sabu the chair right to Damian Priest's face. Like all of it was was beautiful. Biggest drawback for me the whole night was just match placement. Because that bunny match was the main event. It had all the spot, it had all the appearances. That's what you you have that shit happen. You have you have Savio and Carlito and the LWO and Bunny and everybody in the ring. And then you throw the logo up and you go home and they're like. Nope, stick around. Two more matches. And this was supposed to be part of the double main event. But it was the third match on the card. How are you going to be a double main event when there's two matches after you? Like, I enjoyed the shit out of it, but the way they set up that card can only be described. It was, it was bad. It, it had nothing. No fire, no energy, no nothing. Even as hype as that Puerto Rican crowd was, at the end of the night, when Cody and Brock are in the ring, they're just kind of like, because they burned themselves out on Bad Bunny. They used that shit as a cooldown. That was... Oh, yeah. So, I'll give it a B, because the crowd definitely earned some extra points. They were insane. The matches were good, but just the way they flip-flopped everything around. I think I asked Bruce and Wendy on the kickoff, like, should Bad Bunny be the main event? 
you guys were like, no, not really. And I was like, really? In Puerto Rico with that crowd? Like, that's got to be it. Like, And then when you have a member of the Cologne family come out in Puerto Rico, that's your main event. That pop was crazy. Right. That pop was wild, man. Crazy, yeah. The Cologne family is like the Anoa family in Samoa in Puerto Rico, okay? The folks in Texas. Yeah, they're the folks yeah. in Texas. They're the Rhodes family in yeah. Georgia. You name it. They are it. Sorry. Dang, people are hacking into us all day here. <laughs> what happened there? That was weird. I, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed the show. I'm a huge Cold Dust fan, says TK. Or says Graydon. My bad. I don't know why I said TK. I always get his name wrong. Why do I always fuck up his name? I apologize. You just want to rename him. That's all. I guess. No, because I saw TK above him. That's what it was. What's good, guys? <laughs> and of course, Tribal Chief. <laughs> What's going on, Dev? I'll acknowledge that one. That's the only one I'll acknowledge. Dirt Sheet Dan is in the building, folks. Hey. We need to find another building. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> God. We need a, we're going to need a bigger boat. Right. Speaking of bigger boat, even when like Austin Theory actually picked up Bronson Reed and got him for the A Town down, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, Oh shit. What about Bronson Reed hitting a well, not hitting the moonsault, but actually attempting a moonsault? Yeah, that, that was, was yeah, no, I was pretty impressed by that. And when it was kind of pretty because too. when you're a big boy doing those moves, man, that's yeah, no matter what, I'm impressed. I'm like, I could never do it in my wildest dreams, so. Oh, I haven't seen that comment in a while. Grandma Wendy for president. Yes. Hey, yes up, I'll throw up a one for that. What's good, Nick? You did a great backlash preview. Uh, I'm not even going to try to top that. We're just going to have a little moment with it. And we're going to move on. We're going to move on to, uh, to AEW Dynamite last Wednesday. And uh, it's a good card. Had a lot of things happen. I think the biggest thing that happened is what's on our screen, you know, to the side of us here where, you know, <laughs> yeah, literal screw job where Don costs Kenny a match and then digs a screwdriver into his fucking forehead. Right into it, man. I mean, God, it, it was, I, it, I, I have so much to say about it. I want to keep my mouth shut because I'm hosting tonight. I, I'm I'm the Bruce, so I'm going <laughs> to let our guests go first. Talk to me, De Niro. Give me your thoughts, your feelings, your reaction to not only the match, but then the moment afterwards with Don and Kenny. I thought the match was pretty good. Like, I really liked the intensity and the fire that they were bringing. Um, and, I mean, I'm not mad at what happened. I feel like it is weird because Don Callis is like a natural heel. And if you got the elite going babyface, like he just didn't fit. You know, even when he's still, oh, Kenny Omega, the god of pro wrestling, like that's heel shit. And if Kenny Omega is trying to portray himself as a babyface, that match did not fit with each other. So I feel like it, it was the right move. I know I've seen people saying that Don Callis is now going to be a part of the BCC. I don't see that happening. I think Don Callis is going off doing his own thing, probably bringing in a, another wrestler. I could see uh, Takeshita going heel and being Don Callis' new like poster boy. But right now, I think that it, it's good to separate Kenny Omega and Don Callis just because has Don Callis ever been a babyface? Has Cyrus no. the Virus ever been a fucking babyface? No. I don't so, think he even knows how to spell babyface. Exactly. So him being associated with a babyface Kenny Omega is giving him heel energy 
So let's like, you know, separate. I'm I'm all for it. I'm with you. I'm with you. I got so much Fair to enough. say about it. But again, I'm gonna keep quiet. I'm gonna let grandma go next. Give us all give us all you got on this match and and, and the swerve following. <laughs> The match, yeah, no, I, I agree with my man De Niro here. Like, the intensity was amazing. The 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 whole thing was, it was a fun match to watch. I'll be honest, though, I was very adamant, and I, I was ready to die on that hill. And I was like, nah, Callus is not, nah, he's not, he's not betraying Kenny. Nah, nah, that's that. And then Callus was like, fuck you, fuck him, and fuck your mama, too. And then <laughs> he did it. And I was like, um, okay, not surprised, neither shocked nor surprised, but I did not see it coming. Um, but you know, when you put it that way, though, De Niro, about like, you know, he's never been a face. The man's probably like, How do I spell the word? Is there an O in there? I think there's a U, you know, sure there's a couple B's. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a T somewhere in there. There has to be a silent T. Um, like it makes sense for him to do it, but I don't, I don't see him joining the BCC. The energy that he brings as a heel is not the energy that they have right now going on. Theirs is like a an aggressive, ultra-violent thing. His is like fucking trollish for some reason. Um, so I don't see that coming together. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it was a smart move. Smart move on their part, definitely. I bet everybody watching right now is going like this. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean... I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. Like, it, it was was Don Callis and Kenny Omega gold during that title run? Absolutely. But when you think back to it, Don came in and immediately threw a wedge between him and everybody else. Yeah. As yeah. soon as he got there, he was throwing shit. He was throwing a wedge between Kenny and the Bucks. He was pulling them away. He was trying to keep Kenny to, all to himself. So then Kenny comes back without him, and he and the Bucks get back together. They win the trios titles, and they stick together. And then Don gets back in the picture. And lo and behold, now he's kind of making it like, oh, well, first Hangman can't be here. I don't care if you like him now or not. He's got to go. He hurt me. He hurt me. Well, he didn't hurt me, but he's still a dick. I don't want him here. <laughs> like it, it, It's like a jealous girlfriend or something. Ah, your friends, they talk a lot of shit. I don't really want him over here anymore. <laughs> uh, you can leave. <laughs> What a possessive bitch. That's why I said girlfriend, because you ain't marrying that one. Nah. But, and then, to boot, I think I brought this up a month or two ago, he started, like, throwing and throwing the red carpet out and courting Takeshita with some, with some sort of passion. Like, fire of a thousand suns kind of passion. And I thought, this is not going to be good for Kenny or the Elite. Like, I don't see this guy fitting in with the Elite. I don't see, like, some Golden Lovers remix. I think they tried yeah. it, and it really didn't go very well. Mm -hmm. And I think I said it then. It wouldn't surprise me if Don's, if Don ends up taking Takeshita and screwing the Elite over and joining the BCC so that, you know, he can run with a, with a you know, deep click, and then there's one more guy for Moxley and and Brian and and Claudio to like mentor and bring along because all they've got is Wheeler Yuta right now and they've had Wheeler Yuta Yuta for like ever. Mm -hmm. There's only so much you can impart on just Wheeler Yuta. Yeah. Now, I think I even said it when I came on Circle of Debate with you guys after he showed up last year. Like Takeshita, 
would be an amazing fit in that cl- in, in that club. That's a yeah. guy, young, talented, strong, oh, explosive. You have those three like polish him up, shoulders make him a little meaner. Yeah, like he's, and that dude could be a world beater. So I, I get if he just takes Takeshita, kind of goes his own separate way. But I almost want to see them go to the BCC because that just gives Kota Ibushi more reason to come back and Hangman and get the whole click back together, and then they go after the BCC like that. That would be dope. The match itself was amazing. I loved every single fucking second of it, even when Kenny kind of speared, you know, Moxley through the side of the goddamn cage. Kind of oh, like that was crazy. Yeah, that was scary. His leg was all stuck and shit. Yeah, I was, yeah, a, little, I was a little worried like, after the fact. Worried. I was like, is he selling that or is he really hurt? Oh, shit. I was like, <laughs> rip through that skin because fuck. And looking at the comment, oh, man. I'm sorry, Graydon. It's Graydon. Gray is in the color. Din is in dinner. Yeah, I know, dude. I know. TK, you were like one on top of the other, and your pictures kind of look the same with the YouTube logo. So I said TK. You know I'm what? Gonna, no, I'm I cannot gonna... say Gray. <laughs> Gray John. And Mr. President. Mr. President, thank hey! you for showing up, my dude. Uh, I, I'm you're listening in. I miss you too. We will get you back on here. I will come to Circle of Debate soon. Yes. yes. What's going on, D-Man? Love you, dude. Everybody check out AWT uh, television on Facebook. He and 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 Giandre are just fucking amazing. Uh, Turn, wait, turn turn Orange Cassidy. Have him be managed by Don Callis. That would be interesting. I can see Don Callis coming out with the the jean jacket and the jeans. and He's already (laughs) got the glasses. I mean... (laughs) Okay, I know he does it every time, but I think we need to take a small break instead of the faction cast because I what's happening, man. What do you say? Bash it bash at the beach. bash at the beach was a very good pay-per-view. Um I would love to see that or Great American Bash return. Yeah. Yeah. You know what they try to bring back Bash at the Beach? I think the first year they had Bash at the Beach. Yeah. And then yeah, there was like they some they had Bash at the Beach, God, but it was in like Cleveland and it was snowing. They always did after the first year they had Bash at the Beach, and then I think there was like some trademark issues, so they started doing beach bash. But they do yeah. have like those random fucking areas. Like, dude, hold that shit in Miami and fucking you know, I mean really have a beach bash. You're calling beach bash in like Montana. Like, what are you doing? Okay, one of you guys got to get this for me because all I see is Blackpool Combat oh, Club. The Blackpool Combat Club <laughs> versus the Elite would be a really good match. Uh, oh, uh, what is it? The um, uh, the Stampede. What was that Stampede one? Stadium Stampede? Yes. No, no, no. Uh, there was another uh, Stampede. Asylum in the Arena or whatever? No, no. There was another. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. And Stampede in the Estadio. Stamp at the Stadium. Uh, or Anarchy in the Arena. Oh, uh, Anarchy in the Arena. I wouldn't mind that either. Really it was Stampede, a stadium stampede. Sorry. I was yeah, thinking WCW pay-per-views for some reason. For some reason. Hmm. 
You know what else I wouldn't mind seeing come back since we're talking about it? I don't even know if they do it. After this, I haven't really seen it since pandemic, but remember they used to do Road, uh, road Wild at, at the Sturges? Oh, yeah, with all the yeah. Yeah. festivals. I was just thinking about that the other day. I miss that personally. Maybe nobody else does. I know I'm a little bit of a psycho, but... <laughs> Not alone. I'd love to see Road Wild at Sturges again. That shit was wild. That that just, that just yeah. had a feel to it. I like how WCW wasn't scared to have different like environments. You know, they had different okay. looking venues and different environments. Where WWE still to this day is still feels very uniform, no matter where they are. Mm-hmm. It's mm. all looking the same. So right, right. Like, like a lot of the pay per views. I don't really from all the promotions. Like okay, we get it. You got a lot of lights and pyro. Okay, cool. But can we get a Road Wild every now and then? Yes. Yeah. But but I'm jumping the gun a little bit. We got the main event out of the way. It was clearly good. There was a lot of stuff to happen on this show. So I wanted to do something. I wanted to bring back something that Brucey brought in last week, which was Dynamite Free for All, where we all get to pick one moment from Dynamite and then we and talk and talk with the group about it. I'm gonna let you know what. Let's let's let De Niro go first this time. Take yes. a moment from Dynamite and throw it out there for us. Something that I found shocking was when Miro appeared and walked into Tony Khan's locker room. I, I like that they're keeping like the realism. Like, you know, Miro is not showing up and just like starting a random feud. Miro is pissed off with his spot in the company. And if he has something to say, he's going to go talk to Tony Khan. So I like that they had that. And then you had the same thing with uh, Thunder Rosa. We all know this is leading to the announcement next week, probably of the new show. And I think that. You know, I'm not mad at another show. I think that there needs to be more content for AEW because they have such a massive roster and they have such a talented roster that this will give opportunities for more people to be on the show and be in storylines. So really cool that it's already being, I guess, like alluded to that people like Miro, people like Thunder Rosa who are on this roster but haven't been on the show are going to be shown a lot more now that they have more time on TV. Yeah, no, I, I was so excited to see Miro. I was like, oh, my God, it's finally Miro Day. <laughs> I was so pumped. And then Thunder Rosa showed up. And, and I remember Grandma had to ask me a question during the show. And and let the world know what that question was, Grandma, when Thunder Rosa Oh, man, Rosa I was like, up. um, did she really just do that? She called Tony Khan Papi Tony? Or was she it really Puppy did. Khan? It was Puppy Khan. It was Puppy, Puppy Khan. Khan. I mean, it was yeah. Like, <laughs> excuse me, kid. Really? <laughs> she really did. Why does that taste sour in my mouth? Did I don't you, like it. Did she just call him Puppy Khan? I was like, yes. Yes, she did. And I'm a little uncomfortable with it. <laughs> but it, it was. was it, oh, sorry, Grandma. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm agreeing with you. It was a little. Just a wee bit cringy, like, mm, low, low cringe. Not like, not like, not, not like, like some of the Vince McMahon report cringes, but but it was still a little cringy. Yeah, just a little. And like De Niro said, I love that these two came back and and didn't like just run to the middle of the ring, cut some promo, or jump somebody, or do whatever. They're like, Nah, I gotta go talk to this motherfucker right here. They're like, you know, yep, gotta go reporting to the room. <laughs> I gotta go check in with TK. Be like, listen up, puppy, t- puppy con. <laughs> Damn it, I swear one of these days I'm going to cut that clip from Star Trek of, of William Shatner just going <laughs> so I'm going to get that I swear, I didn't have time this week So good 
but yeah, th those were great moments. I I'm gonna. I know I'm kind of being the dummy downer of the group because I said something about Mark Briscoe, what it took to get him on AEW, and, and now I'm going to get into this. It really kind of bummed me out that Tony Khan's big announcement this week was that there was going to be a big announcement next week. There's going to be a big announcement next week. Excuse me while I don't blink. <laughs> oh, that's not the right one. What kind of shit is that? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Something's Agreed. wrong with my laptop, folks. I apologize. <laughs> We're all like, honestly, your tonight. big announcement was I have a big announcement coming next week. Then wait till next week, Tony. This is why we tell you to stay off of social fucking media. Mm -hmm. The good moment for me, and I don't know how you guys felt about it, but, I, but I'd love to hear it, was that the House of Black got like a full-ass block of dynamite on, yes. in one night. Yeah. Like we went straight from a hardcore match with Julia and, and Anna Jay, which was actually pretty fucking good, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. defending the against Bandito and the best friends. Oh my God. This is what I. How many times have I. How many times has somebody in this position said, Why is House of Black? Where's House of Black? What going on with House of Black? Get, get House of Black off a of fucking dark. It finally happened and it was beautiful. <laughs> I love the way they're doing their matches though with the um the open house like, you know, these are the rules. You get to pick one stipulation. Party. Let's do this. Yeah, okay. I like the feel of the matches too with the lights out and mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. outs in the ring. Like that's yeah. really that was so much better than anything in those red lights. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it. I'm out there. Red lights, man. <laughs> and the That's black lights. 97 with Kane, too. I was just watching that a couple days ago. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was like him versus yeah, Flash yeah, Funk, too. and Flash Funk was wearing red, too. So I was like, this is really bad. <laughs> See, blobs are red. Kane's in red. Flash Funk is in red. It's red lighting. Like, oh, no. Can't wait till Christian takes the title low. Can't well, say I agree there. Willie, though, <laughs> <laughs> but overall, that was a great. That that was definitely that was definitely a great block of dynamite. I enjoyed the living hell out of that. Grandma, do you have anything to add in for a dynamite moment? I think most of it was covered. I definitely enjoyed that Julia Hart and a J match a lot more than I thought I would. Um, I don't know why I was just kind of like not as invested in it, but. Watching it, I was like, "Oh shit, no! This is actually pretty fucking awesome. Like, it's not, it's not that bad, you know." Um, that was nice seeing Julia Hart. Nate, does she wrestle more on like dark and stuff? I always forget to catch dark and shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking. Yeah, she did that. a lot of like dark and elevation and that kind of stuff. And they're finally starting to move her over to like the main show. And I'm glad actually. Like, she put on a hell of a match. Anna Jay is quickly becoming the queen of extreme in AEW, but the only she... the only thing I didn't like about Anna Jay was her ring gear. It looked like she was wearing control top pantyhose because of the shorts that she had on. So it was kind of weird. And I'm like, did you borrow like your Nana's pantyhose or something? Like, oh Julia, here's some you could borrow for tonight, sweetheart. And I just <laughs> keeping everything high and tight. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> but besides that, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Julia and Anna Jay killed it. Those two are hungry to prove themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. 
definitely. I enjoyed the hell out of that. It was an overall pretty good show. Mm-hmm. I think we've uh I think we've talked about, you know, the present terms just about enough. I'm thinking maybe It's time for the main event. Fuck yeah. You Let's guys do it. Ready? I'm ready. Hell yeah. I can't. You're going back in time. <laughs> and again, De Niro, I have to apologize for Brucey Steele and the Keys to Your DeLorean. Uh, I'm glad he's <laughs> back. I'm also glad you got the shipment of plutonium I had in the lead locker back here. So I'm running low. So thank you. Well Let's said. Hit Let's hit it. I need to be young again. Let's go back in time, folks. That is right, boys and girls. I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a minute. For the first time on the Bloodline Network, welcome to the Way Back When Review. I think a few weeks ago, we had a member of Top Rope named Nick reach out to us and ask us if we'd be willing to cover a pay-per-view. And Grandma jumped all over it. She was like, oh, oh yeah, which one yeah. do you speak of? And he said, Bash at the Beach, Beach 97. We all looked up the card. We went, okay, I think we can do this. So that's exactly what we're doing for you, Nick, and for you, the fan. (laughs) You ask for it, you get it right here at Top Rope Wrestling Talk. You shall receive. On the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. We're here for you. Do it. (laughs) Do it. Do it. So... We jump right into this pay-per-view with a match that that got me in my feels a little bit because of one of the guys in it. We had Mortis and Wrath taking on Glacier and a, a very new to wrestling at the time, Ernest the Cat Miller. Fuck. I, I was actually surprised by this one when I went back and watched it because I didn't remember it being that good. But I'm going to shut up again, because I'm supposed to be the host of this shit. I was, I was waiting to get my comments in. I'm going to let the man that takes you back in time on a daily basis go first. De Niro, what did you think of Morris and Wrath versus Glacier and the Cat? Now, for those who follow the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, I, I remember there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of controversy when I made the announcement that I'm no longer covering WCW on the Wrestling Glory podcast because of corny <laughs> shit that I can't sit through. So when the first match happens and I see Mortis and Wrath coming out, I was like, oh, man, it took me back to, like, why am I watching this? But I got to say, honest to God, that match definitely surprised me. I was blown away. I thought that, first of all, rest in peace, Chris Canyon, way ahead of his time, amazing, amazing wrestler. Everybody showed out on this matchup. I'm not, I never was a fan of Glacier. I always thought that he was corny. When I was a child, I thought he was corny. And he did good in this match, too. Everybody did good in this matchup. And I thought it was a really fun opener. So, you know what? This opener almost inspires me to go back in time and keep doing WCW reviews. But definitely a good opening matchup. I really enjoyed it. And shout out to Chris Canyon, who was so underrated. Yeah. Yeah. That was in my notes. I literally had the question. I literally had the question, how good was Canyon? Fuck. Yes. As, as, 
I will admit he was. Uh, I think he was a little bit more comfortable, a little bit better as Mortis than himself. But either way, he was so damn talented. Gone way too soon. Got yeah. so much love for that dude. But I'm gonna shut my mouth again and hand the mic to Grandma Wendy. What did you think of this tag match? I, I'll be honest. I kind of forgot how much I enjoyed Ernest the Cat Miller because there's just something about him that just is weirdly entertaining and it's not and it's for all the wrong reasons it's not like oh he was such a great rep no no quite the opposite no. my guys <laughs> it is the complete opposite i was far too entertained for all the wrong reasons by ernest the cat miller and just how fucking outlandishly ridiculous that man is like without even trying he just he just is he just yeah. fucking is do you want to know how outlandishly ridiculous he was? Ernest the Cat Miller was the originator of somebody. Call my mama. And that led to the whole... Yes, yes. Funkadactyls and Tyrus or whatever the fuck they called him that. Brodus something. <laughs> Brodus Clay? Brodus Clay. Yes, Brodus that was Clay. It. yes, yes. But it all came originally from Ernest the Cat. And, and and no, he wasn't the greatest wrestler in the world, but he was damn sure entertaining. And as far as this match went, like I I, I absolutely enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, like I said, uh, Mortis Mortis was Chris Canyon, whatever you want to call him, was so damn good. And and Wrath or Brian Clark or whatever you want to call him, very underrated for a big dude. Very underrated. I know he got stuck in a lot of hokey gimmicks. My buddy was my buddy was a huge fan of Adam Bomb growing up, so I got him stuffed down my throat a little bit. And then when he turned into Wrath, I was like, okay, this is a little cooler. And then he got to be himself, and Chronic came about, and it was like, oh, this, this I could do. <laughs> but um, you know, so good. And and honestly, history was made because this is Glacier's first loss ever. Like. This is his this is his Scott Hall with a Taser Goldberg moment. Only instead it's Mortis with a chain wrapped around his foot and a kick, yeah. which I had never seen before to finish a match. I fucking died. Oh <laughs> like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> like that but I forgot how that match ended. So I saw him get the chain. Like, oh, he's gonna do the fist wrap and you know, one, two, three, get rid of the chain, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to wrap it around his foot. He's going to give him like a spin kick, knock the motherfucker out, keep the chain on his foot, cover the guy, and then slide away so the ref can't see the chain WCW. on his foot. <laughs> WCW, baby. But you got to love that, man. I don't know if I've ever seen him finish like that before or since. <laughs> and, uh, hey, David, talking, what's happening, my dude? I was talking to a buddy about it, and he said, uh, Wrath and what's his name, um, this is that what-the-fuck tag teams that should never have been on a pay-per-view. I mean, but they yeah, but then we wouldn't have talking about both teams. I'm like, yeah, actually. But then we wouldn't have gotten, you know, James Vanderbeek or whatever they were calling him, who eventually became Father James Mitchell. You yes. know all that stuff. Sinister so the fucking weirdness. The sinister minister. I love that dude. So I I'm okay with Wrath and Mortis. I thought they were a decent tag team. The gimmick was a little weird, but but them together was pretty damn good. And this They're was trying to nice capitalize one. off of Mortal Kombat, right? The popularity of Mortal yep. Kombat. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glacier and Mortis and all that. Like, they look like they were ripped right out of Mortal Kombat. Quick question, quick question. 
Was it just me or did the ring look spectacularly tiny? And not just because everybody was fucking huge. Like, it was legitimately a small-ass fucking ring. I know that WCW used to use the 18 by 18. And I know, I guess, because we're used to seeing AW and WWE using a 20 by 20. Going back and seeing the 18 by 18, it made it look smaller on camera. It looked a lot yeah, I was gonna was say like, that no, WCW no. always used a smaller ring, and if you don't watch it like religiously, and you go back, you're like, "Wait, what the fuck?" <laughs> I, was like, uh, I, I was watching that uh that midget wrestling again with the tiny ass ring. I was like, "The fuck is this?" Like midget wrestling. Like, you got a guy seven foot, two hundred ninety pounds midget wrestling. <laughs> no, like that ring was tiny as hell. It was like oh. it is though. It, it definitely is. You, it's definitely like a. Sh- it, it it threw me off a little bit too watching it, and then like the light bulb went off in my head, and I was like, oh right, they used to use a smaller ring. Okay, okay. Fucking <laughs> weirded me out, man. But it was a good way to start off the show, and then we rolled right into. A match that even if it took place today, I'd probably watch it and drool over it. Cruiserweight title match. A very young Chris Jericho defending against Ultimo Dragon. Ooh. <laughs> I, I got chills just saying that. Like, uh, But again, I'm going to shut up. I'm going <laughs> to let Grandma go because I am the host. Grandma, please. Give us your your give us everything you got on this amazing matchup. Oh my god, it was so incredible. I got so like nostalgic watching it. And it it, it just <sighs> fuck, dude. It was such a good ass match. It was pre-barrel body, a thousand and four moves, Chris Jericho. It was just fucking awesome. I like <laughs> Well, he is barrel body now with the giant. <laughs> I, I, I just I love the pre-barrel body, you know, like like the hair. Oh Christ, the hair! I'm gonna I start calling so Young Jericho love. PBB. I was, I was <laughs> madly in love with WCW Chris Jericho at that age. Like, fuck, dude. But yeah, no, it was an amazing match overall. Like, it was just the moves that they did, the high flying. I think it was honestly, I think it was one of my favorite matches on the card. Like, it just it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that was the good thing about WCW was like the cruiserweights and the top of the card sometimes was just as good, if not better, than the main event. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. And then I'm going to shut up again and I'm going to let De Niro go. So so give us what you got on Dragon versus Jericho. Yeah, you know, and also back in the day when I used to talk about WCW, I would always say matches like this, if they had more of this, I would be watching it more often, right? This was such an amazing matchup. And so, I, wait, what? It was so good. So fucking so good. good. Yeah. Like, the chemistry that these two guys had was amazing in the ring. They were, like, meeting each other step for step. Chris Jericho, by far, is the most talked-about man on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast because I did a review of ECW When I Stand. Same week, he was on that show. Same week, I did a review of AEW. He was on that show. And then the same (laughs) week, I watched this show. He's on this show. So many different errors. Chris Jericho is always finding his way on my screen. So shout out to the longevity of uh, Lionheart here. This week, amazing matchup. I'm trying to get it down. So this week you had Triple B Jericho, which is before Barrel Body. And then you had Post Barrel Body Jericho, PB. PB. (laughs) And then also, uh, yeah, I mean. He's been resting our entire lives, De Niro. Like, because, I mean, you're a baby. I'm like midway baby old lady, like somewhere in midlife, you know. And he's been around since like, what, the, the late 80s, early 90s? Like. He's been around our whole 
fucking lives. Yeah, I was yeah. born in 94 for as long as I remember. He's been right. Fuck you. I feel goddamn old right now. <laughs> How do you think <laughs> I feel? <laughs> Where's my walker? <laughs> it's funny because I, I work with like a bunch of like 21 and 22 year olds. I'm like, yo, I feel so old. <laughs> you welcome You're to my world <laughs> shut up oh my god no i I, I agree and i just had a birthday too jesus <laughs> yes yes you did i well, still see my white hairs and shit god almighty oh don't get me started on that but going back to this match as we derail i uh, i agree with everything you guys said about it i loved every second of this i mean Every time these two got together, they put on an absolute clinic. Like, yeah, did Jericho kind of completely miss a drop kick while while Dragon was on the top rope? Sure, don't care. Nobody in the crowd cared. Did you notice that? That's how we did it in the nineties. Yeah, no one cares. Don't get on Twitter. Just move along. I'm just saying. Well, to be fair, we didn't have Twitter back then. Did so. these two do everything they could to try to dive uh, out of the ring on one another? Yeah, absolutely. Were there flips and flops? And yeah. Absolutely. Cornette would have had a stroke. I loved every fucking second of it. I absolutely did. I mean, it was back and forth and back and forth. And you didn't know who was going to win until the very end. And then you got that series of different pinfalls. And all of a sudden, Jericho gets a roll-up three count. And he's out of the ring with the title. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was absolutely beautiful. I enjoyed the living hell out of it. Immediately after that, we get and and I had to put this in because this kind of this is the moment that brought things down for me because I remember this moment and I was like why why Mean Gene going to ringside to speak to Raven and Stevie Richards oh yeah I'm like <laughs> and Stevie Richards is like oh and Raven's just like never more I'm like what the fuck <laughs> right My he's just sitting there with a drink like. Right, <laughs> just a little more hair, a little more leather than me, and, and, and I'm not saying it was a bad segment. I, I just have no idea why Raven ever left ECW outside of getting paid. I have no idea, none. Money, money is the answer. It's got to be. Yeah. I, if you guys want to throw something in on that, you have you can. But it was just like I was. I got through the first two matches, and I'm like just pumped. Yeah. What do we got next? What do we got next? And Mean Gene's talking about the hotline or something. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. The they, even have to, they even have to put up the number and then across the number say this number is no longer in service. Like, yeah. is somebody really calling the 900 yeah. hotline while yeah, watching on are. Peacock? I, I love how they alluded to that. There's like someone from WWF backstage. There's someone back here and they're not supposed to be here. Find out on the right. hotline. Like, everybody's back here. You have no idea, but you'll know if you spend $1.59 a minute. <laughs> Yeah, like you end up calling you thing. It's like Stone Cold or something. It's like, oh, Charles Barkley's back there because he's with his friend Dennis Rodman or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. Like, no one gives a kiss. Oh, did we say? Did we say the We meant ECW. Blue Meanie's backstage. Fuck. That's a buck fifty. Click, bro. That shitty ass emo poem Raven did. I fucking died laughing. I was like, bro, like fucking bitches rush it like this for the high school fucking poetry magazine or something. I was like, God. What is this? Uh, it was funny because uh, what's called my fiance was listening in the other room and the promo happens and she comes in. She was like, what the fuck is he saying? I'm like, it's Raven, babe. 
<laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? All he's got to say is, quote the Raven, nevermore at the end. You're like, yay! Yeah! (laughs) Right, dude! Oh my god, Mean Gene made... Mean Gene Gene tried his best, but it was like... It's Raven, there's no saving that shit. Shout out to Mean Gene, too, by the way. I love that guy. Always love that guy, but just did not love seeing Raven and Stevie in the crowd. Of course, he decks Stevie. It's like, what's new? He's been doing it since when? Like, it's been like like two, three, four years of this shit now. Like... Yeah, but if you want to like look at if you were following ECW at the time, it kind of sucked that they went back to that storyline because ECW at the end of Stevie Richards and Raven's first run, Stevie breaks away from Raven. He's becoming his own man, wrestling for the mm-hmm. title in the first pay per view, and then they go to East to WCW like a couple months later. And it's like reset. To, oh, you're my last again. <laughs> like, back. Yeah, restart. Wow. Okay. Cut Shout out to Stevie down. Richards. I know he's going through some uh, medical issues right now, so yeah. you know, yes, recovery. Shouts to Shouts Stevie. Stevie. Big Stevie Cool. Keep fighting, Big Stevie Cool. We love you. Mm. But yeah, it was it, it it was just a little it was a little off putting to see for those reasons too. And it just felt like I think I mentioned it. Oh God, I mentioned it when the Grizzly Young Veterans didn't want to get or asked to be released and weren't let out. It was like WCW really didn't want these guys. They didn't want anybody else to have them. They didn't want ECW to keep them. They definitely didn't want WWE picking them up. So they were just like, hey, we'll throw money at you to sit you here in the front row. Pretty much. Okay, cool. Great. Glad. So cool. Wow. Stay in ECW, asshole. Anywho. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to a match that was pulled at this point from the Hall of Fame. Bar none. You had... What is basically the OG NWO members? Because remember, it started in Japan. Masahiro Chono and the great Muda taking on the Steiner brothers in a tag team match. And we're talking third match on the card, folks. (laughs) Third match. Holy, holy shit. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to toss this one to De Niro. Give us your thoughts on this. Honestly, super, I'm sorry, I got to say it's super stacked tag match. It, it just, it really is. Yeah, you know, when you told me this is the show that you wanted to bring me on and review, I, I didn't want to look at the card beforehand because I wanted to be surprised and see, like, who's on the show. When the Steiner Brothers came out, I was like, cool, who's it going to be? Harlem Heat? Is it going to be, I forgot if uh, Nash was back yet from his injury. Is it Nash and yeah. all for the tag titles? And then when Chono and... Uh, Great Muda came out. I was like, what? This is about to be a banger. And it was a banger. I really enjoyed this matchup. I always thought that the Steiner brothers were criminally underrated, Mm -hmm. Um, especially their work in Japan. They had some of the best matches that they had in Japan. I remember they had a match against Bam Bam, Bigelow, and Vader in Japan, all Japan, which is a banger. I always tell people, if you want to go see a great tag match, watch the Steiner brothers versus Bam Bam and Vader in all Japan. Amazing yeah, matchup. This was awesome to see. I really, really enjoyed this. I believe, like like you said, pick that right out of the Hall of Fame. You had the great Muda going to the Hall of Fame this year. Last year, you had the Steiner brothers. Chono should be in the Hall of Fame. So yeah. this was really, really fun to see. I enjoyed this. I'm a big New Japan guy, too, even to this day. So I thought that this was awesome. And I always love this stuff because this is the stuff that opens up the door for, like, AEW working with New Japan today. WCW was like the guinea pig that showed it works when you work with other companies, bringing in New Japan talent, putting them on pay-per-view, going against your top guys. 
really, really fun matchup. I thought that this was a nice surprise. Yeah. No, it was definitely a nice surprise to see those two. And I'm sorry, I don't care who you are from the NWO. You might think you're cool, but you're not great Muda NWO face paint cool. Sorry. Sorry. That's all I'm going to say. And then I'm going to let Grandma Wendy have it this amazing match. Sorry, I was distracted by my cat. Uh, One of two. Damn devil. Come here, Winifred. Come here, Mama. The um, devil. <laughs> this was my darling Princess Angel. She's okay. Um, I'll be kind of honest. Like it was a good match, but I just I don't know why I wasn't getting into it. Like it just didn't fully do it for me. Um, but it, it was a good match. I'll, I'll give it that. I mean, maybe it just wasn't in the right headspace for it. I don't know. I couldn't get into it. I'll leave it at that. No, come back here, Winifred. I want to wow. love you. I have beyond, I I could not have been more into the match, especially you know I haven't seen a Chono match in quite a while, so to see that guy out there kicking ass, doing the mafia kick and all that shit, oh oh, it was amazing. Maybe I'll just have to rewatch it. I don't know why I just when I first watched it, I just wasn't into it. I I, I think so. I think maybe you gotta go. I don't know, but I enjoyed I enjoyed the absolute shit out of it. It was it was a great match, and and. Watching Scott Steiner that night, are we absolutely positively certain that Braun Breaker is not Scotty's kid? Oh my god! Oh my god! I was saying that too. I was like, um, Braun, your mama got some explaining to do, son. Because, <laughs> um, like, I know, I know like Eddie and Dom. Um, I know, but like, look at look at Scott Steiner at this pay per view, and then look at Braun Breaker today. They are even down both. to the voice. Close your you eyes and listen to Braun talk. Yes. They have the face. Yes. Yeah, everything. He Her looks thing. more like Scott than he ever looked like Rick. I've had my thoughts about that in the past. And I thought, well, you know, I haven't Just seen like the it. young Just Steiners in a it. while. And this was like the rendition of the Steiners where they, you know, started to bulk up and wear the the same ends and Scotty cut his hair and everything. And boy, oh boy, when I saw that, I was like, that's his daddy. <laughs> I, I don't want to start no shit here, but but Scotty's your daddy, uh-huh. man. Not 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 dog face. You ain't got the dog face. You got the big pop of pump face. You got the hoop. <laughs> no, nope. you got the holler if you hear me face. Okay, yep. as Cora Jade. <laughs> mm-hmm. Put the chains on your head. <laughs> what Brian say? Brian says, loved it when WCW worked with New Japan. Without that and other companies, we would have never seen Muda, Ultimo Dragon, Nakano, Los Guerreros, and, and Dusty Rose praised Chono so so hard one time during the clap. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and rightfully and rightfully so. And you know what? I gotta give a I gotta give an extra shout out to Sonny Ono because I know he like worked between the two companies brokering yes. a lot of those deals. I know yeah. that was like an on screen thing too, but it was also behind the scenes. So. Mm-hmm. Shouts to Sonny Ono. You're kind of legendary yourself, whether people want to admit it or not. Yeah, a thousand percent. And that's the thing. Like Brian said, I love that WCW gave you that international feel. Like, we don't have to have a fucking forbidden door. We can just watch WCW, and we're going to see New Japan. And then we're going to get luchadors right after. (laughs) Immediately following this match, we have an actual, like, Triple A trios rules match with where Hoovy, Hector Garza, and Lismark Jr. take on Laparca, 
Psychosis, what and the four. Yep. Such a good exhibition match. I always loved the Leparka walked up. Yes, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> With the he chair. Like the robot yeah. and then he do like the little, yeah, the little Huey Herman <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the chairman of WCW. God damn. Well, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna ask Wendy, did you enjoy this match more than the last one? Because I, I definitely did. Yeah, no, I definitely got a little bit more into this one. I think maybe it's just because like I grew up watching a lot of a lot of a lot of Lucha Libre. <laughs> it sounds a like a Starbucks coffee. <laughs> she, she, watched, she watched Mucha Lucha is what she said. <laughs> yes, yes. I did indeed. Um, so, like, I, I've right always, I mean, like, growing up, we watched a lot of AAA because, like, when my parents came across, like, they, they stopped off in Mexico City and, you know, they, they just, to kill time, would watch a lot of Lucha Libre is what they did. Um, maybe one day I'll get mom to tell those stories, but if we can get her, like, Unshy and willing to be on camera because it's really awesome. Um, you want right, to go way we back got her when. for a couple of seconds, and I love. You want to go way back when <laughs> that woman will take you way back when. Um, mm-hmm. Awesome. So it was definitely like nice seeing what I grew up with all over again. I haven't really watched Lucha Libre like that in so long. I know, yeah, like AAA is around and all, but I don't know. It just feels different now from then. So it was it was a good nostalgic hotspot for me. I get that because the difference between now and then is like you know they're there, you know where to watch them, and all this stuff. But like. Back in the 90s, they were just cracking into the U.S. in, like, ECW and WCW. And every now and then they'd pop a WWE show, but it was mostly ECW and, w- and yeah, WCW. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it felt a little bit more like, oh, I got to I gotta watch this. Who knows when these motherfuckers will be back kind of thing. And as the cruiserweight division developed in WCW, that's where a lot of the luchadors came in, and including. But... You know, it it was it was always it was always special to see you know these types of matches. That being said, again, De Niro, give us your thoughts on this trios match, homie. This matchup was a lot of fun. Um, I love I always love when they have Mike Disney a part of like the the commentary for some of these international yeah. matches to explain technicals versus rudos and what's the difference like between why do they wear the mask? Talk about the history. Mike Tanay adds so much to wrestling commentary, and it's a shame that he's not still doing commentary because that guy is money. But overall, really good matchup. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I always thought it was funny, especially in WCW. Like at this time, they had like six or seven Vianos, and they would always throw like a random <laughs> Viano in there. Yeah, so it was Viano four. <laughs> Just randomly. Here comes the Viano five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. But overall, really good, cool matchup. Always fun to see Hoobie. Always fun to see uh, Laparca. I enjoyed it. And shout out to Hector Garza. I'm a huge Hector Garza fan. Yeah. A lot of people don't talk about Hector Garza. No, I, not. He was amazing. I even loved his uh, stuff in the early days of TNA. He did a lot of good yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I think, you know, Hector Garza is an underrated legend. You can see his nephew, uh, Angel Garza, when WWE decides to put him on TV, which is barely Never. ever. But <laughs> yeah, Hector Garza is criminally underrated right mm-hmm. angel and, and umberto are very good and very um absent i'm yes. just gonna put it that way unfortunately but hector was tremendous back in the day it's even in this match like oh my god was he his moon thoughts were so just like picture perfect they yes. really were they were they were a thing of beauty absolutely and just you know going going through this match like 
you got uh, I, I i'm with you you gotta love the professor like breaking down lucha libre rules and giving you background and that kind of stuff mike Tanay was so good in wcw in tna it is I, I mean maybe he doesn't want to do it anymore i know he's getting up there but god damn i miss him it was it not was making so... doing it Right, it's like it. Can we can we get some kind of company where like Mike Tanay and Joey Styles are calling the action? I will tune in every week. I don't care if it is midget wrestling. I don't give a fuck. Yep. I was reading the other day because I after watching this, I was like, "Yo, is Tanay doing anything? Is he on a podcast? Something?" I looked up too. Yeah, yeah, and I read that uh, he was offered to call a match at All In. Back in 2018, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. refused that. He was asked to come in for anniversary last year for 2020. Uh, yeah. Not 2020, the 20th anniversary. He oh, refused yeah. that. So I guess he just wants to, you know, yeah. enjoy retirement. There was, retirement. There was even yeah. a year, it might have been the same thing, but there was even a year in Impact where they brought Don West back to the table. Yeah, with... Um, and yeah, that offered it to Tanae. Yeah. And Tanae turned it down, so it was like he and Josh Matthews or some shit. God damn it. It. We need we need you, Professor. Come back. <laughs> but the match itself, like the action was crazy. Like Hubia Garza with that oh my god moment in the middle of it. And then Oh my god, yeah. You know, it, in the end, you know, Garza, Hubi, and Lismark win after you know, I, I, I guess I guess you could call it twin magic failed because you had Viano 4 roll, roll out of the ring and Viano 5 tried to jump in and do the whole sneaky, sneaky shit and he ended up getting beat anyway. Yeah, I died laughing. I was like, I, yeah. Vianos. That's exactly where Please. I went. I was, I was on the floor. I was like, dude, that, that could have gone worse. supposed to work? I don't think that's how you planned it. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's not how any of this works, Vianos. Get it together. Go ask the Bellas how it works. Right? What are you doing <laughs> with your life? God damn. But it was, it was again, very good match. Very fun match. You know, stuff we didn't always get to see back then. And even going back and watching it now, like, I forgot how good a lot of these guys were. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always knew like Hoobie was good, but he was damn good. I always knew Hector Garza was good, but he was real damn good. You oh, know, like that. so it was cool to go back and see that kind of stuff. And yeah, that that brings us up to what Brian was talking about here: Clash of Champions is where Benoit and Kevin Sullivan had their their yes. it beat each other up in the bathroom and had a career match. And mm-hmm. uh, that's that's exactly where we are right now. We've 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 gotten to that point and uh are we able to talk about it without mentioning like the i don't know how many clouds over it are we able to just focus on the damn man <laughs> yeah i got to the point after like all the stuff that i watched like and chris benoit popping up on everything i was like i gotta just you know focus on the match and i definitely could Okay, okay. I'm just checking. I mean, we can go there if we if you guys want to go there. I was just I was just asking and and unintended and it, there's no need to go anywhere with it. Just focus on the match. No, nah, I'm with you. And and on that note, I'm going to go to you and and you're going to tell us how you felt watching this career match Kevin Sullivan versus Chris Benoit. You know, I'd almost forgotten Miss Jacqueline was in WCW. I yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Right? <laughs> right? 
<laughs> like I, I literally have that in my nose. Oh shit, Miss Jackie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a few Miss Jackie things in my notes. <laughs> it was awesome seeing those two go though. Like it was a stiff ass match though. Like no bullshit. I mean, with good reason. You know, there was reasons. It's understandable. There was many reasons. Yes. Yeah, it was understandable why it was stiff as fuck. You know, but. Overall, shit, sorry, I was playing with slime, and now it's all over everything. I'm just like, my hair is everywhere. Fuck. No wonder parents hate this shit. I love it. Um, That's fact. <laughs> it's like stuck everywhere. Fuck, this chunk won't get off me. Get off me! <laughs> sorry, I'm having like a crisis here. Slime crisis. There you go. Um, no, you see it, on it, our was, podcast, folks. it was definitely fun as hell to watch, though. Like, it, it was... It was one of those I had to put everything aside and just watch the match for what it was worth. And it was definitely worth a lot. So it was really awesome getting to see that. I'm with you. I'm with you. Go ahead, De Niro. Let us know how you felt watching this match. This was a very stiff match, like uh, Wendy said. You could feel the animosity. Like, that was something that I was watching this. I was like, yeah, you could see it's it's playing out exactly how real life would have played out. I feel like this would have been a... I don't know if it would if they would have started to like shoot punch on each other or like shoot on each other it, it would have looked exactly the same than what they were doing like mm-hmm. i like how they you know took it around the the set though uh, over in the front like they were fighting on the little beach set oh yeah yeah that <laughs> with, was uh, with the surfboards <laughs> um, really weird how uh what <laughs> That was right there in my notes. Nothing screams blood feud like a beach scene. <laughs> they have like fucking sand on their fucking backs for the rest of the match. Right. <laughs> but then, like, I, I thought the matchup was really good. Like, very, very stiff. Um, in the end, with uh, Jackie turning on Kevin Sullivan, I thought it was a little weird because it was like some hesitation first, and then she hits him with that chair. But damn, that shit looked like it was painful as hell. That wasn't yeah. no like you know. Steel chair where it's like hit me in the middle so it doesn't like fully hurt. She no. hit him with like a fucking wood chair and smashed the rail first. Yeah, that was that shit. yourself hit. I was like, <laughs> that, that chair, that chair became toothpicks. That was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, though, I thought it was a good matchup. And Kevin Sullivan, another guy who was very underrated. Like criminally. If you if you think about like the character development, Literally. I wasn't a big fan of the whole Dungeon of Doom shit and, you know, mm. trying to destroy Hulkamania. Like that was whack, but if you yeah. look at some of his early stuff and like when he was the devil and oh, yeah. I feel like Kevin Sullivan is another guy who deserves to get more praise. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan was definitely ahead of his time. Like with all the stuff that he was doing back in the days of like, you know, territories and and you know fledgling tv networks and that sort of thing like kevin sullivan was practically the undertaker before the undertaker yeah yeah real talk folks and and watching this match like yeah it really was brutal and i asked myself a few times like was that were those shoot shots they were throwing at one another just because it it, it looked it and i knew this stuff and even even when Kevin Sullivan is like coming down, down, coming down the ramp, like dragging Miss Jackie by the hand, I'm like, oh my god, that's I'm knowing the background going. I don't think you should be doing that right now. <laughs> like Jackie will fuck you up, and it turns out Jackie will fuck anybody up because she was, she was, she was kicking Benoit's ass. Then she turned around and kicked Kevin Sullivan's ass. I'm gonna make shit lay out Dude, Jimmy Hart on the way out. 
like Jackie gives no fuck. She's just here. To, she's just here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And Kurt Henning took all her bubble gum, so she was out of options. I guess. I mean, Jesus, she almost stole the show from them in my eyes. But yeah, yeah, like the beach scene where they're cracking, you know, surfboards all over each other, doing all this shit. I'm like, all right, a little goofy, but still, again, feels kind of real, <laughs> right? And yeah, real people, somebody, and you're like in a street fight. You're grabbing whatever's next to you, so. Mm-hmm. Right, give me Just this. Fucking... to be surfboards on the sand. Give me this fucking lifeguard chair. <laughs> <laughs> this life preserver. Fuck you, dude. Like, it was, it was, it, it was intense to say the least. And you know, Kevin losing after Jackie just literally turns a wooden chair to toothpicks on his head, and Benoit comes off with the diving headbutt and all that. And it's like that was bad enough, and then. Jimmy Hart, after the fact, screaming about how he let everybody down and all this stuff, like, immediately after the match. I was like, I don't know, adding insult to injury, Jimmy, damn. Like, I just feel like Jimmy Hart was, like, the one piece that was just, like, sticking out. Jimmy Hart had nothing to do with this whole thing. But, like, him managing... Even when he was running with the Dungeon of Doom, it just didn't feel right. You know, he had all these, like, big, meaty dudes with, like, demonic face paint, and then Jimmy Hart and his Bright coats in his megaphone. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. You got it. You got it, Jazz Messer. Get him, Jazz Messer. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and you got to love the brain on commentary, as oh, Brian God, saying. Yeah. He's saying, Bobby Heenan, quote, and Kevin Sullivan, as you know, Dusty, is one tormented soul. He'll do anything. <laughs> How true that was during this match. Yeah. Yeah. No, like that was true throughout Kevin Sullivan's entire fucking career. If you watched parts that were kind of weird, like at one point when they were wrestling on the ramp or rampish area, and fucking Jackie was I, I don't know if she was like in the way or something, but Sullivan just pushed her, like, get the fuck out of the way, and then was like, fucking hit him. And I'm like, make up your mind. Do you want me to get out of the way? Do you want me to get him? But what the fuck do you want? Which one, Kevin? Kevin? <laughs> he looked like, what the hell do you want? I was like, ah. It was fucking ah, it was weird. It was a good yeah, match though. The, I enjoyed it. Oh no, it was a damn good match. It was intense, and then that whole thing—you know—first Benoit beats you and ends your career in your hometown, and then Jimmy Hart is sitting there giving you shit after the fact. Man, can you pile really drive this dude that? or something? <laughs> I thought he was going to have like the face like moment before leaving and not being seen. Like he takes out Jimmy Hart, crowd cheers, and that's the last you see. But. Yeah, yeah just, right. Like he just one final... to the back, getting scolded. Like, yeah, he just gets out of the ring. Jimmy Hart's Jimmy like, Hart. a, yeah, for Jimmy real. Hart's like a mad Chihuahua jumping up and down, like, like yapping in his ear. He's just whatever. Chihuahua <laughs> <laughs> scolding a Saint Bernard. Just yeah, beep, 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 beep. The Saint Bernard. Right. Like, no, I'm sorry. I get it. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but this, this is this is the match where like all the good times kind of started to go downhill for me. It it it, it wasn't even Mon- it wasn't even Monday, and we had Mongo taking on Jeff Jarrett for the Mongo! U.S. title. <laughs> fucking love fucking Mongo McMichael's man. Mongo with with Deborah at least for yeah, the moment. <laughs> Against Jeff Jarrett, who's still that that J E looking son of a bitch. Yes, but can't yes. say J-double-E because, you know, it came from the other company. J-E-double-F. The male stripper gear. With the weird, with the yeah, weird the male, thing. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, like, like the, the hair. The he still had the hair and the weird stripper yeah. gear, like De Niro said. And he had just got kicked out of the Horseman, and so now like Mongo that is supposed to be the one. Right, that was very strippery of him. I was like, it really is. Yeah. Like you got you got a snap, and your shit can come off that stripper gear. I mean, I'm it's sorry. like the but he's got like all the slits. And your yeah. man lips are hanging out. I was like, your shit confuses me, man. Like, I can't get into this. I'm right? I'm bewildered by this shit. Is this a title like, match or a bachelor party? I'm confused. But bro, just we look confused. The whole the whole story behind it was like, oh, Mongo's gonna be the one to bring the U.S. title back to the Horsemen because we hate Jarrett. Yada yada yada. So then these two get in the ring and get uh, get going and that's where I'm getting to Grandma Wendy because I'll save myself again. What would it? What did you think about Mongo versus Double J? You know I fucking love me some Mongo, man. Like you I don't do, know. And I don't know why. <laughs> I'd be so happy to see him, and like especially knowing what he's like now. You know, like what what everything he's been going through with ALS and all that. So it was really cool getting to see Mongo in his glory days, just fucking shit up in the dumbest of ways. Like <laughs> he he was oh my god, like. It's fucking Mongo. The man should never have entered a fucking wrestling ring. Whoever told him, hey, Mongo, you should do it. Fuck that guy. Because he should not have been in there. Like, hey, Mongo. Hey, Mongo. You know who you'd be great at? Wrestling. Wrestling. Like, no, my man. Especially he, on commentary. Yes. Oh, my God. But he was hysterical to watch. I enjoyed it because of Mongo. But it was not like, it wasn't one of those like, oh, history making matches. It was good for the wrong reasons. As previously said, because of yeah. Mongo McMichael, God bless him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just I, I'm I'm gonna put this out here because I know a lot of people talk about the you know this guy being overrated. So like, Mongo might have been the most overrated fucking wrestler of all time. Okay. All time. And on that bombshell, I'm gonna say what's up to my queen of Philly, JD, your what grace, JD. Great show last And then week. I'm gonna. I'm going to pass the mic to Mike. <laughs> one last thing, one last thing. This. One last thing, though. Mongo oh, McMichael, one last thing. Mongo McMichael, still a better wrestler than Goldberg, and I'm going to die on that hill. Take it away, Mike. I'm not the biggest Goldberg fan, but I'm going to have to disagree with that. <laughs> I think Mongo. we might have to have a debate center on that one. I'm not going to debate anything. Don't at me. Don't debate me. <laughs> Two left feet, Mongo. Mongo was tripping all over himself. Who, like you said, whoever told Mongo he should wrestle lied okay. to that guy. <laughs> totally lied. I think there's full like Botchamania videos, like where it's like 20 minutes just yeah. dedicated to Mongo. There's a there's yeah. a whole hashtag. Uh, there's hashtag Mongo, Mongo Mondays, Mondays. and it's just all, it's just a botch every single all botch. botches. Yep. Yes, I live for it. You see, I don't know if you guys ever seen like the matches where he would tag with uh, Chris Benoit and. Like not get the tag or like miss the tag. It was just like you can't even hit the hand. It was so bad. Really, you can't do you can't do this. Missing a shit. All you gotta do is this yeah, or this. <laughs> but overall, this matchup, it was I guess like the breather matchup. You had a brawl with uh, Benoit and Sullivan, so to keep the crowd, I'm sure they had to like throw in something like this. The right guy went over, though. Like, in the end, Jeff Jarrett wins. He deserves to win. I'm a big Jeff Jarrett fan. Not at this time period. I like Jeff Jarrett when he, you know, cut the hair. But Oh, no. Impact Jeff Jarrett. TNA Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. TNA the Jeff King Jarrett. of the Mountain Jeff Jarrett. I, 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 I even like his stripper career. 
yeah, I, I even like the 2000 WCW Jeff Jarrett, like the chosen yeah. one. Oh, yeah, like, chosen I, I one like slap nuts. That yeah. wasn't so bad either. But for me, King of the Mountain is like the apex. Oh, yeah. that's my. I, I, even just think whenever I see or I uh, see Jeff Jarrett or I hear his name, I just want to go, it's my world. <laughs> <laughs> Like Everybody that's does. that's what I think when I think Jeff Jarrett. But like, yeah, I mean, the match was okay. Mongo's overrated, and even Deborah thought so because she fucked over her own husband and walked out with Jeff. Yeah. Like that's 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 you know I, I'd love to break this down a little bit more. I can't. My body won't let me. So we're gonna move on to Wendy and I's adopted dad, Scott Hall, and Macho Man Randy Savage in a in a tag match. Well, yeah, it's your real dad, my adopted dad. My bad, my bad, my bad. Versus DDP and a mystery partner who we find out to be none other than Kurt Hennig. I got excited for that one because I forgot about this being it. When they said mystery tags, I was like, wait, this is pre-Malone and DDP. Who the fuck was his mystery partner? And then I see Hennig and I'm like, oh, shit! (laughs) Cause I love that dude, but I, I'll yeah. save my stuff for for last, and and we'll kick this to De Niro and let you start on this match. What did you think of this tag match? I, first of all, I was super excited that it was Hennig because I remember um, I don't know if you remember when ESPN Classic was a channel and they would throw on the old school AWA on there like occasionally. Mm-hmm. I would stay up with my dad and watch that and. I would always see Kurt Hennig and Scott Hall as the tag team champions of AWA. Right. So right. to see them in this matchup, because I don't remember them ever having any interaction in WWF. So to see them in this matchup, probably for the first time in the ring against each other since AWA, I thought that that was a really cool moment. And yeah, overall, it was a fun matchup. Um, up until the end with the miscommunication between uh, Kurt Hennig and DDP and Kurt Hennig basically screwing DDP over. Yeah. But I, I thought that was fun. A lot of star power in this matchup. You know, Macho Man always was doing his thing. Uh, always love seeing Scott Hall, no matter what. Scott Hall's always been one of my favorites. DDP is one of my favorites of all time. You know, I'm not even ashamed to admit it. I do DDP yoga. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Yo, DDP yoga so good, yes. <laughs> and always, like, Kurt Hennig has always been one of my, like, guilty pleasures. Like, whenever I just, like, want to watch some old school wrestling, I always find myself watching a Mr. Perfect matchup against like Bret Hart or something. So really fun matchup just because of the participants in it. I really enjoyed this. It just also showed how stacked that roster was. This roster had nothing but all-stars and Hall of Famers on it. Mm-hmm. Top to mm-hmm. Really good matchup. Well, I wouldn't say it's a really good matchup, but really cool to see the participants in the matchup. I thought the match itself was fun, but I wouldn't say it was a great matchup. It was just fun to watch. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I'll give you that one. Uh, Grip, did I, did I get you, Grip? Oh, yeah, I no, I haven't. I haven't. Not yet. No. no um, please go ahead. I appreciated Bobby Heenan on commentary for this one because he kept singing praises of Kurt Henning. Um, of and it, it was fantastic to see that just carry on. You know what I mean? Because wasn't he Henning's manager for a while? He was. Yes. When he was Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Um, a little detail that I enjoyed that is easy. I don't know if it's easy to miss. Might be easy to miss. Uh, where the cameraman was, you see Macho Man look over at Kimberly, yell some shit at her, and then spit in her direction. And she just kind of like, oh, like the fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
L. <laughs> things like that that do it for me. Um, and I always love seeing Miss Elizabeth. That woman never had to say a single word. She told an entire story with just her expressions. And it's there's never been anyone like her, honestly. Like, no valet has been to that caliber, in my opinion. Um, and yes, yes, everything Brian said is part of why yeah. I love DDP shamelessly. Like, I yeah. think he's absolutely amazing. Got into wrestling um, at 35, invented the diamond cutter, became world champ, and married Kimberly. DDP was, is basically was my spirit animal. He was I legitimately illiterate for a large portion of his life and did not learn to read until his adulthood. If you listen to his autobiography, he says all of it. Like he admits everything. I'm like, yep. And, and is now the king of yoga. So, you yeah. know, like it, it, you know, the man's still just blazing that trail and I love it. All I that to say, all that to say, I agree with you, De Niro. Was it the greatest of great matches? No, but it was good. It was a pretty good match. Seeing Scott Hall in there. I never realized how tall, Henning actually is because he was almost eye to eye with Scott Hall. And I was yeah. like, oh shit, that's that's tall as fuck, bro. Um Yeah. Yeah. You you but, get that with some people. You know, like even like even this Monday with you know, a lot of people were saying to me, like, wow, I didn't realize how big Shinsuke was till I saw him with Damian Priest. Like, yeah, Shinsuke's fucking tall as shit, yo. Yeah. Fucking big dude. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, good matchup. Commentary team was great for it. Um I definitely enjoyed it and seeing DDP at the end with the disappointed and the man, fuck this shit. It was actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. My two no, cents. I, I, I'll give you guys, I, I'll, I'll agree with you guys all the way. Like it was a very good match. It was very fun. I'm not surprised that De Niro brought up the history thing, but it wasn't my notes because, <laughs> because I watched a lot of that AWA shit too. And I remember like Kurt Henning and Scott Hall being the tag champs for a, for a while. And, uh, you know, our next match is going to have some some deep history in it, too. But I there were a lot of moments in this match that I love, like because like, like De Niro had said, you didn't really get Scott Hall and Kurt Henning in WWE. This and true. when they came back together, uh, the thing that I loved at the beginning when they get in the ring is like Scott Hall flicks a toothpick on him and Kurt just spits the gum at him. Yeah. Like that shit. I was like, oh, <laughs> that, yeah. Oh, like gimmick war, baby. <laughs> you don't even need to fight. Just grab some toothpicks and some bubble yum. We can have some fun with this shit. Like that was that was a great moment. I I, I loved I, I love the is it a swerve moment at the end where DDP's kind of hanging off and Kurt Henning act, gets whipped in and goes over the top while DDP's hanging and Kurt yes. just looks at it like, really, dude? Fuck you! And he gives like the Henning at double axe to the back yeah. of DDP's head and just knocks him out clean. <laughs> like, yeah, there was a razor's edge or an outsider's edge after that. Yes, there was an elbow drop after that. It was totally unnecessary. DDP was done after that Henning double axe. Oh, Straight yeah. up. Yes. <laughs> but it was a good match. It was a fun match. I enjoyed it. There was a lot of history behind it. And and our next match has just as much, if not even more, history behind it. And that is the icon, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Oh, my God. Taking yeah. on the nature boy, Rick Flair. Oh. Oh. 
And before we go any further, I just want to reiterate my point that you do you notice how the main of how the wrestling match between two wrestling icons goes before the celebrity backlash? I'm just saying. Seriously. <laughs> now that I'm done saying that, I'm gonna be nice, I'm gonna get us back on track, and I will let Grandma Wendy give us all her thoughts on the nature boy versus hot rod. Oh, God. Okay. I, it's hard for me to not be biased on this because Rowdy Roddy Piper is the reason I love heels. To my dying day, I will always love heels and, and appreciate how they're just like, rules? What even are those? Um, we don't need no stinking rules. <laughs> I don't even know her. <laughs> I was, we need rules like De Niro needs roads, okay? <laughs> it was definitely a fun match for me to watch um and just just old school old school wrestling at its finest you know because say what you say those guys were old school through and through and it was great seeing them like they weren't you know at their peak but they weren't quite yet like hella busted so it was great being able to watch them and it, it was a fun match for me okay yeah okay de niro give us what you got on hot rod versus nature boy here no, I, I totally agree. Like, it was definitely fun to see two legends, two Hall of Famers mix it up here. Like Wendy said, not at their peak, but still amazing shape. I mean, Roddy Piper at this stage of his career with fucking abs. Like, what? Like, yeah. you know, he was moving really good in there. Flair, <laughs> Flair was moving good up until, like, fucking 2000 and what, like, eight? Like, so. <laughs> I was going to say 10, but okay. Both <laughs> yeah, <about>, yeah. <laughs> those TNA matches were brutal. But yeah, I, I, I gotta say, like you know, Fair. this was a fun matchup. I, I, I thought that the four horsemen interference kind of took away from it a little bit. A little but bit. Shout out to the ending, you know, Piper winning with the sleeper hold. That I thought that that yeah. was a yes, good yes, that was a really like nice that. clean win. Yeah, I, I will say I was laughing a little bit when the horsemen interfered and Benoit's doing his thing quick and dirty, and Mongo's like, "Do I go in now?" Yeah, he was like, "No." Contemplate. Hold on. Now? Okay, I'm in. Mongo, go now? Do I do it now? Mongo, go now? No. Fuck Mongo, like, Jesus. Now you go, Mongo. Mongo. What'd you say say to Mongo? The WCW production team is just as much to blame for making it noticeable. Like, you see the guy is missing his camera. You see the guy, just fucking take the camera off him. Right? Right? As much as we call out the AEW team for it, they weren't the first. They they could have, like, panned over to Benoit, like, oh, what is he doing? But no, wide-ass angle. We're seeing the whole-ass tiny ring and Mongo being like, Mongo, go now? Mongo, go now? (laughs) Now Mongo, go? No, No, Mongo, no. (laughs) No. And clearly his tombstone is not as deadly as the Undertaker because Piper kicked out. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But this was this was Lord knows these guys, even at this point in their careers, they're not exactly in their primes, but God was it good. Yeah. Oh, was it so good? Like these two just knew just know all the ins and outs of wrestling and the chemistry they had because because of the history that they had with each other. And if you don't know, go back and Google it. Like, these guys came up together, they tagged with one another, then they feuded with one another, then they were on the same side, then they weren't on the same side. 
and then they split up for a while that came back together in the 90s like they had been doing it for 40 fucking years it was it was beautiful to watch and i i honestly encourage you to go back google that shit like i like i said on last week's show if you don't know look it up okay supercomputer in your pocket look at the fuck up <laughs> watch One some videos thing. watch some matches you'll thank me later i believe me okay <laughs> one random thing between piper and flair they were on celebrity wife swap they were i seen mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i love that episode because uh piper's wife is like bro it is 10 o'clock at night i'm, I'm going to bed I no it's time to party Woo! we're at the bar baby whereas his wife was like it's eight o'clock at night why are we in bed it's eight o'clock we need to party Woo! (laughs) (laughs) and also didn't they team up again in like 2006 or 2007 became tag team champions against like the spirit squad or some shit do you guys remember that right i think they did i think you're right i I remember something like that watching wrestling for a bit so i yeah check that is that it's just so cool that the biggest question I have, not only from this match, but just all of them, is like, how come not a single solitary opponent of Ric Flair ever wore a cup? Honestly. If there was ever a match where you needed to wear a cup for, it's when you are booked with the nature boy. Because at one point or another in every match, he is You're going to hit you in the balls. It is a given. It happened to the icon. And I'm like, really, Rowdy? You don't know this? You, of all people. You. Yeah. I mean, I know I get it. It's wrestling. It's scripted. It's this, it's that, it's other. But it's, at some point, somebody's got to be like, Rick, just plow. You're like, ha-ha, clink, 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 clink. <laughs> also, I just found this online. Yeah, they were tag team champions in WWE yep. in like 2008. 2000, Good for 2006. them, too. 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Good for I was them just too. It up. That's Sorry. beautiful. <laughs> that is that is beyond beautiful. Uh, shout yeah. out to those two. Like, where would wrestling be without Hot Rod and Nature Boy? It was at WWE Cyber Sunday. Yep. Wow. I remember wow. Cyber Sunday. <laughs> I mean, uh, but just it was it was a tremendous match. I love the Piper one with like his patented sleeper. After all that horseman fuckery that backfired on him because Mongo didn't know when to go. Well, well, and other reasons. I mean, it's the hot rod, but but there's that too. And that led us into this main event match where Lex Luger and the Giant are teaming up against Hollywood Hulk Hogan, brother. (laughs) I wish I had my big gold. I forgot to bring it out. I'd be playing it like a guitar right now. And Rod's and, <laughs> and Rod the Bod, baby. Like, look at Dennis Rod. He's another guy. Like, you see him in the ring yeah. with these guys, and you're like, wow, I never realized how big Rodman was. <laughs> he was yes. one of the best centers for a reason. Oh, I know, but he when really you saw him next that to other really guys, bad. like whether it was like Hakeem the Dream or Charles Barkley or even Malone, he always looked like so much smaller than them. And then he gets in a wrestling ring and he's like He's like Lex Luger's size and the Giants' height. I'm like, They're what like the fuck? And Hogan, Hogan himself is like, what, like 6'8"? At the time, yes. Looking like a yeah, cruiser. Like Dennis Rodman. 
he's he's come down to like six feet now at this point in his life with shrinkage. Well, yeah. You know, it's real. It's real. Yeah. It's real. It's definitely real. Why does that sound like Kurt Angle at the <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's damn true. real it's damn true <laughs> sorry anyway but but let, let's get back on track let, let's get to this this debut of rodzilla in this tag team match and, and let's get to de niro since he's kind of the expert on bringing you back yeah <laughs> oh boy i gotta say <laughs> i like this yo Dennis Rodman was not that bad in the ring. He really wasn't. He was not no, that bad no, in the was, ring. Those genuinely. arm drags were fucking nice. <laughs> yes. I think everybody was surprised by those. They were like, oh, shit. I love how Hogan was leaving Mark. I was like, oh! Like, he didn't <laughs> Real, realize Dennis Rodman was going to be that good. <laughs> Real talk, Rodman's hip toss was better than Luger, Luger's and Hogan's. Yeah. And also, I, I, I mean, I always hated on Hogan, but... I liked his smugness in this matchup. There was like one point where like you have Lex Luger like bring him to the ropes and then like he's asking for the clean break. And then when the referee breaks him, Hogan's just like he was mad smug and I just love Hollywood Hogan error. So I don't know. I thought that this was fun. Um Dennis Rodman, a celebrity coming in who is athletic and could hang. Um, you have on one side, you have the giant, and then you have someone who's just as big, like size wise, like height wise, and then it's Rodman. So it was a good uh matchup, and yeah, I mean, to bring it full circle, you see celebrities like Bad Bunny and Logan Paul coming into WWE now, and like they could go, and it's like, wow, you know, it's it's not often a celebrity comes in and has matches like this. Like, this is not Jay Leno versus. Uh, what's it called Hulk Hogan, which was fucking atrocious. <laughs> this is John Leno and Eric Bischoff. <laughs> yeah, this is not Snooky at like he WrestleMania 27. You know? Oh, God. No, yeah. no. So it's, it was refreshing to see because it just shows that they weren't just coming in for the paycheck. They weren't coming in for like more fame. It shows that they actually took the time to learn and they respected the business. Yep. And I feel like Dennis Rodman respected the business. There was even like Dennis Rodman really did love wrestling. There was even a pay-per-view that was, like, in 2001 that was, I believe, I don't know if it was uh, World Wrestling All-Stars or something, but it was a pay-per-view, not a major promotion, just, like, an offshoot, like, a one-time only thing, and Dennis Rodman ran it, and he was in the main event with Kurt Hennig. And this is well after WCW. He did not have to wrestle, but he just wanted yeah, to wrestle. He still. wanted to. Yeah, right. so... I, I got to respect that. I think he did good. It was a good showing, and it was fun. Just like I said about the Scott Hall and uh, Randy Macho Man Savage versus DDP and Kurt Hennig match, this is by far nowhere near like the Chris Jericho Ultimate Dragon match. Oh, no. This is not a five-star classic, but if I have fun watching the match, I'll rank it just as high just because you know that's why we're doing this. It's, in, it's entertaining, right? So if yeah. I'm entertained by it, I'm going to say, hey, it's a good match. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. you know, Brian, I'm sure you got to see him live, but yeah, I, I'm sure you, I'm sure you knew Rodman was huge, but like, I never, like, I, I saw him on the court with like big, big guys, and I was like, okay, he looks a little small, and then I saw him in the ring with these guys, and I'm like, okay, he's not fucking small, holy shit. Yeah, like, like, I, I think it's wow. because I'm short that it was one of those like I knew he was big, but goddamn, he's huge, like, yeah, the fuck. <laughs> 
And yeah, that diamond cutter from the mailman to to Florida man was just. just <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grandma. Let us know how you how you felt watching this match. I again enjoyed the the little details here and there. Like at one point, Hogan was in the corner being comforted by fucking Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Shit, fucking had me dying. Um, yeah, they're like whispering in each other's ears, like pointing out, like do a game. Plan. I was. Yeah, I was yeah, waiting yeah. for a whiteboard, like Hulk Hogan was going to be Phil Jackson or some shit, putting up the triangle. For the, for the Arn Anderson cover-up with the papers? Right. That's where Arn got it from. <laughs> Overall, though, for a celebrity match, it, it wasn't the worst. It was actually a pretty good match. Um, and it was a fun one to watch. It wasn't like other celebrities where I'm just like, ugh, this dickbag. You know, like, like you pointed out, De Niro, he put in time and effort to do what he did he showed that he actually enjoys it and loves it. And it wasn't just like here for the money. He was there for a good time. And it, it looks like you could tell he had fun with it too. Yeah. Like he was fucking having fun with it. And I think that's what added to it for me. It was it was a good one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like like De Niro said a little bit, we talk about how like Bad Bunny or Logan Paul like really train hard for these matches and this type of stuff. Rodman did too. You you could see it, like mm-hmm. maybe he didn't have a whole lot of time because it, it was one of those spur of the moment things. Like Brian being a Bulls fan, and if you were back then, or if you've seen the Last Dance, you know, like Robin just disappears one one week from practice, and the next thing you know, he's on television with the NWO, and the Bulls have no clue. Yeah. And like, oh, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, um, and, and he comes back, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm here, but I gotta go to this pay per view in Florida." And they're like, um. <laughs> It's playoffs, worm. Like, what do you want us to do? <laughs> so you know, there, you know, it, it wasn't like a, it wasn't one of these things that he planned on doing, but he definitely put the work in, and, and it showed, yes. and and he looked good in the match. And if this was Luger and the Giant versus Hogan and any other wrestler, I would have probably been like, yeah, yeah, here we go again. We know the NWO wins, yada yada yada. Whatever, I don't give a fuck. Put Robin in there, and I am entertained, man. I am just sitting there on on the edge of my seat, going, "What is this guy gonna do? <laughs> is he gonna just like hang out on the outside of the ring and flip people off with his blush and his sunglasses on that he didn't take <laughs> off for like half the damn match? Glitter, no, like, <laughs> right? Glitter in his beard and everything, like. But he even cut a damn good promo with Hollywood like prior to the match and, and then came out and actually looked good in the ring and got and, and made you believe that he could fuck these guys up because okay. well, let's be honest, it's the worm, he probably could. That motherfucker don't do anything soft. <laughs> and you know, we you know, we, we have the match, things play out, then you know, here come more of the fake stings. God uh, I'm over the fake stings by this point. Like back then, it, it just kind of started, but from there to TNA to wherever, we just got fake sting after fake sting after fake sting after fake sting. There's only one, okay? <laughs> no, there's times where sting is the fake sting because sting takes off a sting mask and a sting. Yeah, sting's <laughs> rocking a sting mask underneath the sting mask. <laughs> That's always the best when sting is in disguise as himself. I love you, shells. Mask and as himself. Okay. Uh, I, I, I will forever use. hiding in plain sight. <laughs> I will forever use that line, thanks to Shells. I rock a sting mask underneath the sting mask. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Shells. Jesus Christ. 
And then, of course, you know, after all the chicanery, Luger still makes Hogan tap from the rack. And I'm just like, what did he do? You know, Mongo, most overrated wrestler of all time. Right behind him might be Lex Luger. I'll be honest. Like, I get it. He's got a body and everything. But, like, the guy could barely talk. The guy could barely wrestle. And what was his big gimmick? He's going to hit you. You're going to hit him with something. And he's going to go, Like, I was just never a fan of Lex Luger, even before all the shit came out about him. Like, I guess women dug him back then, you know, like, like, yeah, but I was just never a Lex Luger fan. And last but not least, no matter what anyone says, in my eyes, Hollywood Hogan will always be greater than real American Hogan. Yeah. I I hated Hated Hulk Hogan growing up. I was a fan of the Macho Man. I was a fan of the Ultimate War. I was a fan of anybody that was going to beat the shit out of Hulk Hogan. Earthquake put him out. I was an Earthquake fan. It it was just that I was a hater. I was a straight up red and yellow hater. And then he shows up. and And then all of a sudden one night at Bash at the Beach, which was the year before, he comes out. He swerves everybody. He turns into Hollywood. He starts rocking the black and white. And he dyes his beard. He's playing his belt like a guitar. And I'm just like, and he's being a dick. And I'm just like, I can get behind this. <laughs> <laughs> All the hate melted away. I like this. This is something you don't see very all as big of a fucking baby face as that man was to turn heel and to do it the way that he did it is damn near unprecedented. Yeah. And for that, I will always believe that Hollywood Hogan is greater. You can at me if you want. I don't give a fuck. You ain't gonna change my mind. <laughs> Although I won't lie, after watching the Longest Yard, the remake, every time I see Hogan come out with like the air guitaring, I just think of Steve Austin and that scene where he's like, "This is how a white man plays guitar." This is how a white man plays guitar. I know, I know. Hogan's coming out to Jimi Hendrix. You know. Black guy, whatever, whatever, woo, woo, woo. Voodoo child. What pops into my head every time is Steve Austin. Steve Austin in the longest yard. Yes. And I'm like, fuck. It's okay because I can't see see Kevin Nash and not see Kevin Nash in the longest yard on the estrogen and all that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just trying to show you that I care. (laughs) That's such a great movie. It's a oh, wonderful so fucking movie. It's a, was it Kali also in there? Yes, he was. Yeah, yes, Kali was, was in it. Goldberg oh was God. in it. <laughs> Everybody was in that fucking movie. <laughs> Terry Crews was in it. Terry Crews, Chris Rock, Ellie. <laughs> and Bert Let's Leno. not forget the guy that played Brucey. <laughs> oh, shit, that guy. But yeah. Uh, oh, I remember okay. Bob too. You broke my nosey. We gotta stop. We gotta stop. Or we're gonna have to do a bonus episode of the director's cut with Gray oh after this. God, yes. <laughs> do a review of the longest yard we remake. We need to it's technically followed by debate center where somebody argues the original is better than the remake and vice versa. Yes. But that's another show for another day. Getting back to this one, uh I'll start with Grandma. What would you what would you grade this this nine match, damn near three hour pay per view? I could say that pay per view. View because that's what it was. Not P L E. Not what is it? P L E. 
Never. Live no, it's yeah, it's pay-per-view. You got it right. It's pay-per-view on here. Uh, overall, I give it like a, I'll say a C plus. I'll say a C plus. Um, some good matches, some that I was a bit indifferent about. Um, I laughed at every single entrance theme because I forgot how fucking corny they are. Right. <laughs> like, what the shit? Like, where were you getting this music, WCW? I know you can't pirate right. shit like ECW, but come on. <laughs> like, bro, what the fuck? But it was a fun one. I, I kind of enjoyed myself. So it wasn't the worst pay-per-view I've seen, but it was a fun one. It wasn't the best either, but it wasn't too bad. So I'll give it a, a solid C+. Plus. Wow. And so you got this on the... So you basically have this on like the same plane with Backlash then? No, nah, because I gave Backlash to low B, high C. So it was like mm. a little bit more... Okay, we'll see plus. A little bit more passability. Okay, okay. This is like a, this is like a solid C, C+, plus in that sphere. Okay. It's close. <laughs> De Niro, how would you how would you grade this thing out, man? I think I'm going to go with a C plus too. That that's what I was thinking like the whole time before we even got to the ratings. So not just to steal Wendy's answer, but I <laughs> I love when WCW is you know doing shit like the cruiserweights and showing international talent. And then I hate when WCW does WCW shit. Like, and there's a lot of WCW <laughs> shit in WCW. <laughs> if that makes any sense, like you know when they're like overbooking their finishes, and when they have like a thousand interferences and just matches that we all seen like a thousand times, but don't really care to see again. But I, I think that it, it's it's very interesting because when you look at a card like this, like you have. Some of the stuff that people praise WCW for, and then you have some of the stuff that people hate WCW for. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's somewhere in the middle with me. Okay. Okay. Now, remember the last way back when review we did was the night David Arquette became WCW champion. Yikes. <laughs> and <sighs> that, that was like typical WCW bullshit. And I fucking hated that show. I gave it like a D. In comparison to this one, because that's what I was kind of expecting going in. Like I, I was like you, De Niro. I knew what we had to watch, but I didn't like I didn't look up the card, I didn't do anything, I just put it on. And I was expecting like David Arquette becomes WCW champion level shit. And what I got was so much better. Like every match, even Mongo and Jeff Jarrett had something that kept my interest. Every match was fun. A few of these matches, like Dragon and Jericho, Flair and, P and Piper, were absolute fucking bangers. And I forgot that WCW could put on bangers. <laughs> You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed so, to do this. Yeah, right? Like, the, in the, <laughs> didn't, didn't part of the reason you went out of business is because you were too worried about, like, you know, all the chaotic bullshit. You don't put on bangers in ring. You just... You have all these people running out, and Vince Russo says "bro" a hundred times, and then you go off the air. Isn't that how it works? Of course. And and this was so much better. I, and and God damn it, if the worm didn't win me over in that main event, man, I was waiting to hate on that. I was just holding my phone, taking notes, ready to hit the mic and spit. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> hate, 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 hate. 
by the time it was done, I was actually enjoying myself. I was actually kind of, I was actually kind of impressed with Dennis Rodman. Like I know he's an athlete, of course, he's a ball player, but he's also a lot of other things. And sometimes you wonder, like, you know, how committed he is to some of this stuff outside of a outside of a basketball court. So it was it was damn good. I've got to give it like a B plus, and maybe I'm like grading it on a, like a sliding WCW scale because my expectations were like. But then I got something that felt like it was up here, so I can't go D if, if there's that big a gap. <laughs> and C doesn't cover it, so I'm gonna have to go like B, B plus on this one. I really fucking enjoyed it. Like I would probably go back and watch it again. I might even make a casual fan watch it. Like, no, this is wrestling. You gotta see this. <laughs> like luchadors and, and icons and cruiserweights and you know even the even the new Japan guys. Like, no, you gotta you gotta see all this. It's different. Yeah. You're gonna enjoy it. So That's yeah, uh, like, this show really did have a little bit of everything, and it was quite an impressive feat. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it was, it was a buffet of wrestling. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, maybe a little bit of it is sentiment because, like, I'm telling people to go back and look up, like, Piper and Flair. But I remember watching this as a teenager with my mother. And I was like, man, Piper and Flair, I don't remember these guys ever fighting. This is going to be great. She's like, oh, you have no idea. Like, these guys, they went, they go back, blah, blah, blah. And after that pay-per-view... She actually broke out my godfather's old tapes and started showing me different promotions of like Ric Flair and Roddy Piper tagging, Ric Flair and Roddy Piper fighting one another in like steel cages and all this shit. And I was like, That is awesome. <laughs> like legitimately impressed. I was like, damn, Ma, why have you been hiding this from me all these years? <laughs> All those times you were telling me to go find something to do, you never thought to break this tape out. I shut right up. <laughs> you opened up a chest of all the tapes, like a gold aura came out. <laughs> Here's your godfather's stash. Oh, oh. <laughs> I still have a VCR for those tapes. <laughs> Real talk, but yeah, it was it, it was an overall it was a good show, and it was great being able to come on here and go over the show and laugh and joke and break things down with you guys as always sure. but pretty sure that's that's all we've got and i guess i'll start with the brucey part everybody please come follow this show on social media you can find us on facebook search for top rope wrestling talk you'll see our group invite yourself come ask us questions come ask us to do a way back when review like nick did come get involved in our discussion threads uh we'll eventually bring back pick forms and group titles because i need a 21st it's I'm, I'm itching i have one gold in a bit and then of course you can also find us on facebook at the bloodline entertainment network page where you will see all the clips and, and news and everything else about our podcast as well as all the bloodline family because it keeps growing every day You'll 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 know when dog and usually Mike De Niro is the guy announcing what's coming for the day now. Like I yeah. I've never had a show where somebody else gave me a promo segment to promote. I'm like I feel like a big fucking deal. Thank you, De Niro. <laughs> you are a big deal. And those are fun to do. So I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you, homie. And you can find us on Twitter at Top Rope WT. 
you go there, you, you you'll you'll find a lot of the Bloodline brothers on our on our Twitter, and, and of course, you know the Bloodline and all that stuff. But start there, and you can also find us at the three time, three time, three time winner for worst Instagram handle ever. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. I need a deep breath. <gasps> and that is at top underscore rope underscore wrestling underscore talk god damn it wendy why'd you have to make that because i'm an <laughs> asshole i'm a fucking asshole like that <laughs> agreed no <laughs> i'll take the fucking blame and now i'm gonna let de niro chime in let the people know where they can find you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. So hit that subscribe button every Monday at 10.30 Eastern. We got Raw Dogging with Mike De Niro where I watch the final 30 minutes of Raw along with all you guys. We we do a watch along of the main event. Um, and then, yeah, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on iHeartRadio. Um, Fridays are now Passengers Pick. So I have a poll up on Twitter and the fans will pick the show that I review on Fridays. And then every Sunday, you can catch me on the Circle of Debate. You know, tomorrow we're going to do a special Saturday episode of Circle of Debate. Sunday, Mother's Day, we're going to, you know, yeah. have everybody, like, respect that. We're going to do it on Saturday instead. Good call. But, yeah. <laughs> Real good call. Hey guys, why is there no viewers right now? <laughs> but, Cricket's in the live chat. I don't get it. Mother's Day. There's Jiminy. <laughs> but, I watch. My mom and I would watch. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this is your Mother's Day gift, Mother. Enjoy. No, so yeah, definitely. There's a lot of places to find me right here on the Bloodline Circle Debate, uh, Wrestling Delorean Podcast, Raw Dog and Mike Nero. There might be a new show coming soon, right? There might definitely a new show coming soon. Speaking of Circle Debate, shout out to my brother Ivan. I thank you so much for Our. you know being here and always <laughs> showing me love. I am officially, officially, officially a member now because I'm on the Circle Debate logo. So yes. I'm so excited for that. We okay. have a lot Congratulations, of Congratulations, by the way. That's beautiful. Hey, I got to give you that. that. Yeah. A lot of cool things coming to Circle Debate. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, definitely check out tomorrow because the Circle Debate is going to get a bit of a makeover. It's going to be really awesome. You don't want to miss that. But yeah. most definitely, love you, bro. Great, great, great you, being I here. I always, always love being here. Like you said, I'm the honorary fourth member of Top Rope. And whenever you guys need me on, I'll be right here. So thank you so much. We love having you on, my guy. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, like Wendy said, we love having you on. And and with that be with that being said, I, I do believe it, it's it's about that time. I'm I'm checking my watch here and uh oh yeah. Oh, Wendy! I need to make that my ringtone. <laughs> it is on my phone, by the way. I was there when that happened. That was in the yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I fucking love it. Please, Wendy, let the people know where they can find our back catalog. You can find all of our back catalog on anchor.fm backslash TRWT. From there, wherever podcasts are freely distributed. So you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, all the places where you can listen to podcasts um, for free. Um, and then also you can find our YouTube back catalog. Thank you. On TRWT, 
and in parentheses, a Foxton Joan. It's a Philly thing, if you know, you know. Um, and there you can find all of our YouTube back catalog, along with any new stuff that the Meatheads might or might not do. Yeah, yeah, and we're still working on getting that one back. Yeah, we'll get there, you know. Maybe with Summer Vacay, we'll be able to do a little bit more Meatheads. Because, you know, kids aren't in school. Yeah, I, I'm I'm more than aware. I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> Put him to I'll work. burn that bridge when I get to it. <laughs> Thank you, Grandma. And for those of you that don't know, the very first ever Bloodline exclusive announced is this show right here. So of course you can find us right here at the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Yeah. You can search for us on YouTube. You can. You can go all over social media. I don't care if it's Twitter, uh, Instagram, the Tiki Taki. You can just look for at the Bloodline ENT, and you will find us. Follow us right now. You can also, of course, search for search us out on YouTube, or if you're watching now and you haven't, subscribe to the channel. Hit that bell notification. It might break your phone because we put out a lot of content, like a lot of content. Oh, We're already. We've already surpassed 100 videos in two months. Like, a lot of content. <laughs> that is wild, man. That is a lot. I so y'all gotta. If you haven't subscribed yet, you have a lot of catching up to do. Right? And, and I encourage you, go back. Watch Raw Dogging with De Niro. Watch the Tim King Show. Watch the Universal Pocket. Check out the debut of the Director's Cut. That shit was amazing. Gar uh, a deep dive into Guardians and a spoiler-free review of 3. You'll love it. Check out, of course, my queen, JD, at WrestleBread. Check out Circle of Debate either tomorrow or go back and watch. You know where else you can go back and watch? On our sexy-ass website. And that is thebloodlinenetwork.com. And you know what? So, this is the one bone I got to pick. Just the one. I already got to go through the underscores. Now I got to do these dashes, too? What the fuck, De Niro? <laughs> I love to antagonize you, man. We like to make you work for it. And of course, yep. we the uh, we as a bloodline are all over Spreaker. That is our audio hub. And you can find us at Spreaker.com backslash show backslash the dash bloodline dash entertainment dash network. See what I'm saying, dude? <laughs> I don't think that's enough dashes. And you, you will, of course, and maybe one more. more. Sprinkle I'm going to leave all the links are in the description of this show. I'm going to leave the YouTube link on the audio podcast platforms along with a few other things. Please come follow us. Come subscribe. Find your favorite platforms. Follow us there. Rate us there. Review us there. Do everything. Download our shit. Share our shit. I don't care if it's audio or video. Share our shit because we are the bloodline and we are taking over. <laughs> well, it's done. Throw it up. Yes, please get them ones up. <laughs> All right, Grandma. I think we've got to that point. I I'm going to save myself for last, so go ahead and say it. Stay fresh, cheese bags. De Niro, you got anything? Peace out. <laughs> that works. And, and since I'm not going to be here Sunday for obvious reasons, I want to say... First and foremost, happy Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day, Mom! And I want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that couldn't be here. I talked about mine with, with Ric Flair, Roddy Piper. 
my mother would have been 74 today and hasn't been with us for almost eight years. And, and she is the one who told me from when I was young, you need to do something like this. Like back in the day as a young psycho, when none of this shit existed, like internet was barely a thing. She was like, oh, you need to go to broadcasting school. You need to do this. Like you've got a great knack for it. You could do this. I ain't going to fucking do that. Now look at me. You know, but she was the driving force behind it. And so uh, a shout out to all the mothers out there, but especially a shout out to my mother who can't be here. Always with me. Love you. Hate living without you, but I'm going to fucking do it anyway. We will catch you next week, y'all. Enjoy wrestling. If it's not your cup of tea, let somebody else drink it. Deuces. Love Deuces, you. bitch. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please rise as we toll the bell 10 times. <laughs>